0: What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the Center Stage. I am Carolina Araujo, and I am here with my beautiful co-host,
1: Jessica Dolias.
0: And today, as promised, we have a followers-only episode. We're going to go over some questions that you guys submitted over the past couple of weeks. We got some really, really good stuff here. So thank you so much for those that, you know, just asked away. So we're going to go over pretty much uh, as many questions as we possibly can. Within, you know, the right amount of time, because otherwise we could be here talking for like two hours by Jess.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: But first and foremost, let's catch up a little bit. Jessica, what have you been up to? You just stepped off stage very recently.
1: I did. The New York Pro, uh, which was a ton of fun. Honestly, that show, it didn't really it took me a while to feel like I was actually competing just because it's at the venue that I expedite at so many times.
0: Yeah. yeah I remember we talked so about it just
1: like, Oh, it's another weekend, you know, just going here. And then like, I had all my stage crew, but it was a lot of fun. Um, it went really well going into the show. Honestly, I had a tough time coming out of Pittsburgh just because of, you know, lady hormones and stuff like that. And yeah, my mom, not having it. So I was a little bit weary, but then everything kind of came together right in time for the show. So I felt really good going into it. I ended up in second call out, in which was basically another Olympia lineup. So yeah, I know. It was a, it was a stacked
0: great. lineup.
1: Yeah. So I felt really good. It was a really good show. Um, always well run. You know, the New York Pro is the New York pro. So yeah, it was uh, it was really good. So I got my feedback um which is basically you know what i already knew it's you know everything is pretty much there i just want to see some more size on what i have so i'm gonna pretty take much
0: grow um, everywhere
1: yeah just everywhere pretty much um just some size so i'm just gonna take take some time now and get some good heavy lifts and food in which i'm actually really excited about it's really yeah. hard for me to step away from the stage but i'm actually for once very excited <laughs> to uh take some time and just. Uh, just put in work and grow, but then good.
0: That's awesome. And do you have a plan for how long your off season
1: will be? No, I'm going to basically let my body tell me. Um, so, you know, when we see the progress that we really want to see and know that it's time to pull the trigger, that is when we will pull the trigger for prep. So I'm not going to, because every time that I say, okay, I know I'm going to have to get back on stage by this date, in your mind, like, you're probably gonna hold yourself back because mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, I know prep is even if it's months away, you will be like, Oh, it's right around the corner. It's right on the corner, you know? So yeah. you want to get re- ready for prep. So I'm not, I honestly haven't even looked at the schedule and I'm not going to. Um, I, I think you
0: know, sometimes I'm it's important. Like you said, you just yeah. you need to relax your mind. You need to like, just do your thing. And yeah, I mean, we kind of just live this lifestyle. So just keep going is it's just going to be normal to you
1: right yeah there's there's no change there and I mean like I've done eight shows since November so I mean I think I sit down for a second
0: okay (laughs) yeah you definitely deserve you definitely deserve and I
1: do and I am actually tied for second in points right now for the Olympia so I do have a good amount of what
0: so you might even just go you don't even know yet
1: well, I'm still going to come back before like the the end of the year, of course, yeah, yeah. Um, to try to, to qualify on a win or whatever. But I mean, yeah, I mean, right now I'm still second in points, so I've, I'm up there with points. So that's always good, um, you know, to to know I've made some really good good strides there, because I guess technically I'm quote unquote qualified for the Olympia right now. But, you know. We have until now. Yeah, it's 3, not f- so. with
0: points, it's yeah. not official until it's official. So it's like yeah, a, so it's like, not really like a bittersweet yeah. spot to be in. I get yeah. it. I totally but get for it. For a minute, I will take it. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Dude, enjoy <laughs> it. Just enjoy it. Yes. That's but, awesome. I still can't uh, believe that I didn't get to see you. So I was also at the New York Pro, but I couldn't be there the entire day. And then they keep doing this thing where they have like this break between prejudging and finals. And then there's this break now between like different classes. And I was just like, I guess I just, I missed it. But I mean, I saw, I was watching, I was watching like the, you know, update on social media. I saw, I was there for the finals at like a four o'clock final. So I saw, I watched wellness. I watched uh, women's physique. I'm watched men's physique and classic. Um, so it was fun to just like be in the atmosphere. I hadn't been in a, sh- in a an actual show since you competed <laughs> last year, yeah. last year when you came down to San Diego. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I hadn't been in a show venue since then. And it's like the New York pro and it's back home and, you know, you see all the people and just getting to chat it up. It was a lot of fun. Um, so I, I very much enjoyed being home. And then since I got back, it's just been running around like a crazy person.
1: <laughs> yeah, I really stopped since I got back. Yeah, but so tell us more. What's been going on with you? Your trip?
0: Well, trip was good. I mean, I guess we could, could, a lot of people just been guessing because I, I've gotten a few messages actually because I'm going back and forth to New York so much the past few couple of months. Um, I am going to come back. Your girl's coming <laughs> back to New York. Yeah, um, I'm really. Side. I know I'm really excited. I still have a few logistical things to work out, but I got a awesome, you know, a really, really cool job opportunity out in New York, um, which is actually not revolving around personal training. So I will be also hanging my personal training shoes for the most part, still online coaching for sure, still doing my fitness thing. Uh, but you know, just embarking in a different journey. Um, more so of like a, I tell people it's like a I got a grown up job now because I'm not at the gym floor all day every day, but that's gonna get started soon. Um, I just signed all the paperwork this week, so I'm just, just waiting for all of the little pieces of the puzzle to fall together so I can come back home. And you know I love California and I love LA, but I think that there's something about the energy in New York that I just miss so much. Um, so that was that's kind of unmatched. So yeah. you know what? My mom is in Connecticut too, so it'll be fun to 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 be closer to family. Um, although majority of my family is in Brazil, but that's pretty much it on my side. Just just, just cross just country kidding. again.
1: Just cross country moving. Just just York, doing yeah. cross
0: country again. You know, I you know I thought I'd be here for longer, but sometimes things just happen the way they do. And the girl's coming back, and I'm very freaking excited. Um, but that being said, all updates done. Uh, let's get to these questions we have. We're going to cover a few questions for you guys, um, and then we'll just run through them and then just answer best we can, right? So uh, why don't we start with, um, okay, so how does one, I guess, pushes through, pushing through your routine during tough during a tough and challenging times, um, I guess some tips. This is from just give people a shout outs so The Kid AP just um, how do you usually do that for yourself? What's your go to mantra if you haven't?
1: I mean, honestly, I just I, I personally and I like to tell my athletes to envision what they're trying to accomplish constantly, like always keep that on your mind Um, you know, to get through your training, to stick to the diet, to whatever it is you have going on, you might be really stressed or tired, you know, it says going through challenging times. So maybe it's something with family, with your job, whatever it is, and you can Mm -hmm. feel like everything is kind of snowballing. So you can lose focus a little bit. So whatever makes you regain focus. um, For me, honestly, it's just kind of sitting back and thinking about why I'm doing this and what it means to me and just kind of realigning my, my priorities. Yeah. Um, because if it all piles on top of you, you know, you, your priorities can kind of get out of whack. You start thinking different things are more important to you than they are, or you lose sight of what really is important to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so just keeping that as your main focus, honestly, and just, honestly, just sticking to it through the suck. Um, yeah, because, it's habit, obviously, that's going to get you where you want to go. So you just have to buckle down and stick to your routine, no matter how much you feel drained or stressed or frustrated with what's going on, just not really let yourself compromise or feel defeated to let anything get in the way of that, just stick to your habits. And it will also personally, I think, make you feel better, because then you're not losing track of your progress and your goals while you have all this going on, you're at least staying on track with all that. And it quite frankly keeps you sane. Um So yeah. stick into those habits and just keeping that goal on your mind. Um You know, just take a step back and self-reflect, like keep doing that as much as you need to, mm-hmm. to, to keep yourself going and then just keep going through, through the suck, honestly.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, you're totally right. And I think that, you know, it's very important to remember that I I like to put things into perspective this way. I like to think of the fact that like, I am very aware of the fact that I chose Mm. to put myself in this position in terms of like, you know, going through prep and doing a show and, and just sticking, obviously the training, the dieting, everything is year round for us. So that, that doesn't change much, but for some people who kind of, fall more into it or are more committed to it as they get ready for a show or get ready for an event or a photo shoot, something like that, I think is very important to remember that like you have made this a conscious effort and a conscious decision to embark in this journey, right? Uh, so that's number one. Number two is just oftentimes if the, the, the stress and the tough times are external, like you said, family job, whatever the case may be. For me, I have always leaned into my prep process and my training and my routine um, to help kind of not so much take the focus away, but minimize how overwhelming the stressor uh, or the stress of other situations um, may seem or may feel, right? Um, So I think that just Really truly leaning into something that is your own, right? So that the focus is still on you, obviously without losing sight of what's important. If you know, I've called pull, I've pulled the plug on perhaps because like grandparents being sick and me having to fly back home, or like, you know, just financially speaking, like some people just get to the point where it's just like, guess what? It's too expensive. I'm not gonna do another show. But I think that as long as you are able to either, you know, keep inside, keep inside like the the overall why am I doing this? Like you said, and just really leaning into it as I don't want to use the word crutch, but it's kind of a crutch, right? It's just like your, your, your laser focus is the end date, but don't forget that after that show is over, you still got to deal with those issues. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think it's just like momentarily is just like you said, it's like ant work, right? One foot in front of the other and one step in front of the other and just keep doing your thing. Make sure you're you're following a protocol. Um, And this is where having a coach is so important and having I don't want to say discipline, but having. um, Having a structure that you can rely on. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, And the, the last thing is just when you're also going through prep, all of your issues are going to feel bigger than they are. Yes. Okay. You're going to overanalyze. Everything is going to feel like it sucks more. So also like when you're feeling like you're just going on and on and on and on and on about like all of the things that suck in your life right now, I want you to like, take a step back. And what was it? I listened to something the other day. It's just like, it takes 17 seconds to change. Um, your train of thought or something like that. So okay. for 17 seconds, just list all of the positive things that you have in your life, that alone will, will kind of like just reframe everything and then just keep on going. Because yeah. like You're going to be tired and you're going to be hungry and that will just add on to everything.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and something, something else I think is important to is when you're going through anything or struggling, um, always see time as on your side, um, mm-hmm. not working against you because, I know we're so quick to want to see, you know, get on stage right now, see this, you know, fat loss now, see this progress now, build this muscle now, but it just doesn't work like that. So understand that, yeah, it might take more time than you would like, but that doesn't mean you're not going to accomplish it, you know? And there's nothing wrong with taking more time to do something than you initially thought. I mean, we have to change our goals and our path and our timeline all the time, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, always think like time isn't working against you. It is on your side. It just might be a little bit different. I think that's something that a lot of us kind of struggle with too, just because everything is so instant gratification. I want this now. I I want to change this now. Um, So just kind of getting away from that and seeing it on your side is going to be going to be a big one too.
0: Yeah. I think the bottom line is I'm a strong believer that one things, if you continue to work, right. Things, the things that, are meant for you will come your way as long as you're doing the work. So Mm -hmm. I think it's just, and I've I've said this before, it's just kind of like knowing what you want and working your way backwards from there. Um, The knowing what you want might not necessarily be at May 27th. You know what I mean? Or it's just, you just have to know what are the actionable steps you need to take. And knowing that as long as you're taking, like I said, one, one step after the other and doing things that are going to be Um, conducive to that goal and conducive to getting to that goal um, is it it takes the load off in terms of like the pressure that you're applying yourself uh, on yourself or your family or the people that are in your corner. And then from there, maybe I think that the the tough times and the challenges will become a little bit lighter to manage or easier to manage.
1: Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah,
0: So I think that's I think that was a good, great question, because it's something that we all struggle with. Right. Life doesn't stop because we decide to compete, although it's very easy to put the blinders on and just move. Yeah. Um, and some of us are like, especially if we do this like professionally or we're like or, or even at an amateur level, but people are very, very into their competitive season It's very easy to oh, I don't want to say neglect, but overlook certain things. So it's just keeping things in perspective is very, very important. Um, mm-hmm. so we have another, the next question is by Hales Derby and she is asking, how can she adjust her fitness life to her nighttime nightlife job? What are some
1: tips? Yeah. I mean, it's it's great to have a coach, especially if you have something like that, just to help you kind of create a good schedule. Um, but if you work, let's say night shift, or you work late at a bar or something like that, you know your schedule is going to look a little bit different. Um, you just have to kind of figure out between your work schedule, figure out. I mean, first thing I think to do is to figure out when you have your best energy. Yeah. Be when you get your training in. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's say you work in, you know overnight shift or whatever I mean after that is obviously not going to be when you train um, most of the time getting something in before you go into work is going to be better um, getting it done then but you just have to kind of see like I said assess where your energy is um, what's going to be best for you in that sense uh, to kind of figure out what your schedule needs to be mm-hmm. um, it also depends you know if you work Overnight as a nurse, you're, you know, you're moving around a lot, obviously that's going to affect things or if you work at a bar or whatnot. Um, but it's going to really depend per person. Um, but it's still, everybody has a different schedule and it has yeah. to find a way to make it work for themselves just because you work a night life doesn't mean you can't make it work.
0: Yeah. And I think it's, well, for me, I would say, or my opinion would be just, it revolves around both the time that you're training, of course, but then what's your sleeping pattern, right? Yeah. How many hours are you, how many hours are you sleeping? Are you someone who will sleep better through that end of the night into most of the day um, or part a, a portion of the day after you train? So maybe like you want to keep the, your foods lighter in the first portion of your shift or your evening and then kind of load up as the night goes on prior to your training session or if you are someone who's going to wake up go to the gym and then get your day going then right before you go to bed you load up maybe it'll be helpful with you know your tyrosine release or your just overall reduction of cortisol because for people that work night shift i'm I imagining you're either you know, on your feet a lot. I'm just thinking like off the top of my head, the different like night, nightlife jobs or night shift jobs that people have, uh, or professions that are related associated to that. Right. So you, you want to think about how your body's responding to one, how active you are through that shift. And two, uh, like Jessica said, what your energy levels are, and then kind of like adjusting everything from there. Cause bottom line is you want not if you're just competing, but just in fitness in general, like your lifestyle, right? You want to, or I usually recommend having a bigger bulk of calorie intake around like leading up to your training session and after your training session for recovery, and then everything else you can kind of manage throughout. Um, because that is a less conventional schedule. It might take some trial and error. So if you're someone who has nightlife job, I wouldn't just jump straight into prep, like try to figure out where you're at with your workouts first and then go from there.
1: Yeah, you're definitely going to need if it's for for contest prep or anything like that, you're definitely going to need a, a good pre prep phrase uh, to figure out when that's going to be for you before you jump into it, because it is going to take some time and it can even take a few months, honestly, to mm-hmm. really figure out what your best schedule is going to be, when your best time for training is, you know, how you need to structure your meals throughout your shift, whether you do eat through your shift or whether you aren't actually eating as much through your shift and you eat more when you're off your shift. So all those things are going to have to kind of be figured out before you really dive into anything really intense. So taking it kind of one thing at a time is going to be important. And then Mm -hmm. once you figure it out, I mean, your schedule is your schedule and it's just like anybody that has any other schedule you just kind of have to stick to it stick to it suck it up and
0: stick to it <laughs> <laughs> um all right so that was a good one and i think that a lot of people that may have you know an unusual life you know overall routine might can can relate to it uh our next one is from vita ifb underscore ifb pro do you feel pain slash imbalances um from posing on one side more than the other, on your leg, on your back, hips. So, what are some tips? Um, so, I guess, like we're talking before, what she is asking is, you know, what are some of the imbalances that posing alone can cause to your body? And what are the best ways or some tips for you to manage? Uh, the top mm-hmm. of my head, I'm just going to think make sure you're stretching, work with a good chiropractor and physical therapist. Um, and just making sure you're just, yeah, you just, you, you're, you're getting adjustments and you're, you're being mindful of those imbalances through your training too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Yeah. So, so your workout programming definitely needs to, if you're already someone who is prone to having certain imbalances, make sure that you are training your body accordingly.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, if you are posing enough, then you will be creating some imbalances Yes. Um, with your posing, because especially you know, for bikini, for example, we got a really twist in that front pose. Our weight is usually sh- shoved onto one leg We're arching our back like crazy, mm-hmm. especially in the back pose. You might have your upper body twisted. So it's going to create some kind of imbalance if you're posing enough. So in that case, yeah. Chiropractor works stretching constantly. Um, I always like to recommend things like mobility on a yoga wheel, um, even doing band work for mobility. Um, And then in your training, especially if, I mean, you are going to be favoring one side a lot more. I like to say, make sure you do some unilateral work Mm -hmm. to warm up, especially, uh, which means do one side and the other. So that way you can feel, is there a difference between this side versus the other side? And then you might have to actually maybe do some extra reps or something on that side. That's going to feel weaker or less dominant, um, just to accommodate for that too. So if you're posing the way you should be, definitely going to have to be um doing mobility the way you should be as well and getting a proper warm-up into your training and then stretching every single day uh, to make sure that you do have the that you're limber enough to be able to do it as well.
0: Yeah. And and it kind of goes both ways too. I think that like adequate mobility and flexibility as well as just overall structural balancing, right? Mm-hmm. it's conducive to better posing too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's kind of like that, a, a positive with vicious cycle where the more you're stretching, the more you're taking care of your mobility and flexibility uh, and better care of your body. And that like recovery and maintenance work, the better you'll look as you pose, the more fluid the poses will be, the better you'll be able to present your physique. And as a byproduct, like maybe the imbalances that would originally be co- have been caused by the posing alone uh, or by the excessive practice won't be as severe or as detrimental short and long-term because you are always taking care of that maintenance work. So it's kind of just like beating yourself to the punch, although the punch is always going to come.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah, it, it's a cycle. So it'll, exactly. it'll help both. So as long as you're doing all of that together, It'll just
0: mm-hmm. keep better. absolutely absolutely um let's see let's see let's see uh fit race your mama she is asking how to manage or combat prep burnout she's 14 weeks she has 14 weeks to go and has such a long way um she's trying to drop from 151 to 130 that's her aimed stage weight so how do manage prep burnout I Think that's that's a tough question because it's just we don't know a, a whole lot as to what's going on with you, girl. But in terms of like how long have you been prepping for?
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: But um let's consider that it's this is like a 21-week prep. Everyone loves doing six-month prep, which I don't I I, I did it for my first show and it was miserable.
1: <laughs> yeah. So back. But I mean, you do have to give yourself enough time and it can get monotonous and it can get draining. Um That goes back to to the the first uh, question that we talked about too, is pushing through um, your routine and just making it kind of a habit. But I think if you give yourself enough time and prep too, then incorporating some strategies to kind of reset yourself, like maybe you can have a Deload week, maybe you can have you know a maintenance week, a break here and there. You know, focus have plenty of time to focus on recovery while you are prepping into your show. Mm-hmm. If you're doing a really, really long prep, I think that that's definitely important to incorporate. Um, so that way you're not just constantly churning and burning every single week without any kind of pullback to let your body reset. Um, you know, there's ways you can do that with nutrition. Uh, you know, you can do you know, a little diet break for a week where you basically bring your calories up to maintenance. You could try doing a refeed where you boost your carbs up for a few days, which will help you push better into your training. Usually that gives people a lot of good motivation too. Um, you can just take some extra deload weeks where you kind of bring down the intensity of your training or even take off of training just to give yourself kind of that week. But, All in that said, you do have to allow yourself enough time to prep if you're going to be incorporating that. Um, But no matter how long or what strategies you use in your prep, obviously some preps are going to feel better than others, but you're still going to feel it because it is contest prep. And we are, like I say, I say it all the time. We are trying to do what our body does not want us to do. Mm -hmm. That is literally what contents prep is. It does not want all of this metabolic tissue. It wants all of the fat. It does not want to be moving this much. Um, So either way, you're going to experience some kind of burnout. Um, So that's definitely going to be normal. So just constantly reminding yourself why you're doing it um i know a lot of people do things like you know vision boards or setting their screen uh, their screensaver to certain things or anything that's just going to keep motivating them to keep their eyes on why they're doing it and reminding themselves um so those are some ideas as well um but just make sure that you are prioritizing your schedule throughout the day too and mm-hmm. when you start to feel burnt out or you're getting deep in prep like make sure you're cutting out all the like the silly little things like all all the extra time, even yeah. scrolling on social media or just doing like things that just aren't really needed or pointless, kind of sit down and look at your schedule and prioritize it to make sure you're really only doing the things you have to do. Yeah. Um, and you're not just filling it with random stuff that's draining your energy or making you feel burnt out when you can be taking that time to be sleeping or recovering, yeah. Uh, yeah. Or just Yeah. you know, resting even your mind.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with all that. And I think that also there's like, You know, two different types of prep burnout. I think that like people usually refer to it when they're just kind of fed up with the process and like mentally exhausted, um, which is kind of what you touched upon. And but I think there's also um, the burnout that comes from like, okay, maybe you've been doing this too much for too long, right? Like your body is burning out physiologically speaking. Um, now, if that's the case, I think it's up to definitely like you and your coach to have a conversation and so and see like, okay, my body is not responding as it should. Uh, what do we need to do from here? And then possibly, you know, implement some of the things that you said, you know, like a refeed or a deload week. Um, but, and, and then think about whether or not, you know, it's feasible to have that show in 14 weeks. Is this the right time for you to be competing? Uh, but remember that, like Jessica said, it's, it's a day, it's kind of like groundhog day, right. But with different food or different amounts of food on day in day out. Um, and for some people, especially for, I think more novice competitors, it can be really, really challenging, like, like, God damn it. Like I've been, it's never, it's never getting here. And, Same thing that I mentioned before, when it comes to, you know, um, getting close to your show day, we are all going to feel like we're burning out. There's, I think there's now it's very rare to hear that there's, there are competitors who not at one, at least one point in time, even if it's for a couple of seconds, sit down and they're like, shit, why the hell am I doing this? Yeah. (laughs) It's like, why, why did I have to pick this show? Why? Like it's, and it's usually like on a day that you're either tired, you didn't sleep well, something happened and you're sitting in your car waiting to go into the gym or getting up and out of bed in the morning to do your fasted cardio. And you're like, why? What? like I could just quit right now. And that, you know, like it, that's where the mind goes. Cause like you said, your body, it's just doesn't want to do this. We're doing it. It's mind over matter. 1000% of the time when it comes to getting ready for a show. So I think it's just really trying to um, take a step back and, and and rationalize it like, okay, why am I feeling like this? Why does it feel so overwhelming? Why does it feel like everything is so hard? And I like, just like, like, like you're walking through mud, right? Is it because my carbs are low? Is it because I just, I've been working really, really hard? Is it because, so I think that like, for me, it's always been helpful to just, take a step back and be a little bit more pragmatic about the whole thing and go, all right, well, one, first of all, feeling tired is a feeling. Yes, it's a physical feeling, your body's tired, but mentally speaking, like the the statement of, I feel tired can be very short-lived, right? The -hmm. same way that you say, I feel tired, you can say, I feel ready to try my best through this cardio session. Yeah. I feel X, Y, and Z. So that's how I get through it. But also just the fact that it's just like, you know, if you understand why you are experiencing these sensations, then you're like, okay, I get it now. Let's simplify it and move on. Right. Right. Um, so this is just kind of like the mindset aspect of, of getting over the burnout, but Mm -hmm. yep. Sometimes you just get it push through the sec, like Jessica said at the beginning.
1: Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's a good point too. I like that you said that. Cause that's actually something I'll do as well Is kind of flip what you're thinking, mm-hmm. because you'll, like you said, sometimes I, I've had it. I pulled up to the gym and be like, I am so freaking tired. How am I going to get through this leg day? And you immediately catch yourself and be like, doesn't matter that I'm tired. I have this huge freaking goal. I'm going to choose to push through this leg day. Cause I know I have this and I'm not going to let my mind try and tell me I can't do something because mm-hmm. you're a competitor, you're stubborn, you're yeah. competitive, even with yourself too. So compete with yourself, trying to tell you, you can't do it and be like, no, I got this. I can do it. Um, honestly, when that happens, sometimes I've had some of my best freaking, Oh yeah. Flip it around sure. and you prove yourself wrong. Um, so just anytime that doubt comes in your mind, like challenge yourself to flip it around. Mm-hmm. And I promise you, you will be able to push a lot harder than you thought. You know, be like, I will not be defeated by my tiredness. I will not be defeated by this weight, I will not be defeated by any of this. I've mm-hmm. got this because envision yourself winning, envision yourself, envision what the goal is, what's going to happen with every single every single step you take from there. Um, and it really, it really does work that reverse. yeah.
0: No, for sure. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. for sure.
0: I think self-talk in every aspect of life is so important. Yeah. Um, and this is coming from someone who has struggled much better now, but has struggled with a lot of anxiety over the years, ever since I was a teenager. So I think that, you know, it's just, it's, it took me years and years and years to realize that like, okay, The rabbit hole that we all go when we're anxious and we're just like, holy crap, this is so overwhelming. Like there's possibly, there's nothing that I can possibly do to make myself feel better Then you kind of have to go like, okay, what are the things that I have done in the past that have proven me wrong to this point? Right. So have you been tired before to, you know, to the point of the workout, have you been tired before and done a workout in the past? Yes. Have you been able to push really, really heavy weight, even though you had a tough day? Yes. You know what I mean? Like, so you go through your check mark of the things you have accomplished. And then, you know, just like you said, flip the script. And it's just like, just talk to yourself in a in a little bit nicer way. Um, and then little by little, and even if it feels silly, like I felt silly as hell in my car. I'm just like, okay, I can do this. I'm strong. Mm-hmm. You know, like I feel silly as hell doing it until now. But, and then you put some music on and then you get yourself hyped up. And whether you're taking pre-workout, whether you're not taking pre-workout, you know, have yourself a girlfriend that is just like, that you can text and be like, Hey, I feel like crap. I need a little bit of a push. Mm -hmm. You know, my best friend and I will do that all the time. And then we have whole like, you know, like pep talk that we go through. Um, so those are just some things that kind of like, just understanding the power that the way that you speak to yourself has towards changing the way that you feel towards something else.
1: Yeah. And actually say it out loud. Like yeah, you might feel 100%. silly, but verbalize it, say yeah. it out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, it does make a difference. What's then what's in your head. Cause if you actually say it out loud, you just brought it to, to actual life. Oh, um, yeah. and it is good too. like you mentioned too, if you have somebody to, to reach out to, mm-hmm. um, like if I have a day like that, I will. And so I like to do it a little differently. I will maybe like text my husband if I'm feeling really tired and say, I'm tired, but just wait till you see what I'm about to do with this workout because you just put it in, on paper in a text that you're about to yeah. press the workout. Now you kind of have to. Yeah. So even for doing sure. something like that, like making it real. Yeah. And then you just kind of signed a little contract with yourself and your, yeah. you know, your friend, your husband, and then you have to go do it.
0: Oh, for sure. I think that, you know, and sometimes, but having that preset understanding that like, I don't need you to tell me I can do it. I am just telling you so that I can get it out of my system, right? Nice. So sometimes I'm very much like, this is how I'm feeling. Unless I get it out of my head, it's going to haunt me until the end of this workout. Yeah. So I, I do the, the exact same thing. And it, it really does help. And mm-hmm. sometimes you get a funny response. They're like, what the hell? What are you talking about? Yeah. I, was like, I don't need you to respond. I just need you to like, just yeah. say, go kill it. Yeah. Get after it. Send me a fire mm-hmm. emoji, like something. Yeah, are you ready for war? This is pure violence that's about to go down right now. Yes. And then you're like, all of a sudden you get yourself worked up and hyped up and then you'll feel much better. Trust me. Mm-hmm. So everybody that's listening to this, I want you guys to try, have, pick one person. That's your exercise yes. from this podcast. Pick one person that you're going to do this, sign this contract with, and then just like be each other's hype man or hype woman. You, you mm-hmm. need it. Um, it makes a huge, huge difference. Um, so uh, this next question is um is an interesting one and I think is mainly from like a coach's perspective this is a good one to to let people in is so team son I'm not sure if it's son or john uh how do you explain post-show let down to athletes reverse meal plan and discipline I guess you know what he's asking is kind of you know, how to communicate with your athletes, what's, what's the ideal way to do so. So I'm assuming that this person is a coach too, um, in, you know, in a productive and constructive way, um, to make sure that his or her athletes are, you know, pushing forward and continuing to improve. Right.
1: Right. Well, the first thing as a coach, when you're leading into a show, of course, is to make sure the athlete understands that the show isn't the end date, that it keeps going after that. Because yeah. if you see that show as an end date, as soon as that show hits and they step off stage for finals, they are suddenly in what I call limbo. Mm-hmm. What happens next? What do I eat? Do I train? What do I do? I have no idea. And you just had so much structure for so long leading into the show. that, to all of a sudden, like it's done. There's no structure after the show. That's, probably the worst place for a competitor to be um, because you just, you don't know what to do at that point. So it's really important as coaches that we set up an entire game plan from going into the show, right? What to do after you get off stage for finals into the next day, the next day, the next day. Um, I'll usually like for me personally, for my athletes, I have literally a laid out plan for them to do that. I'll just update daily and hourly, honestly, that goes from peak week into finals, right after finals, the next day, the next day, the next day. And they're checking in with me that next day too, Mm -hmm. just to make sure everything's on track, keep going from there and make the athlete realize and understand that it didn't just end because your show ended. Um, It's an ongoing process and you do have to, and that's the hardest, especially if this is your show and it's the last one you're going to do for a while. People go nuts. Oh, yeah. Um, and keeping that discipline is so important coming out of that show the same way you did into the show. But it's so much harder to keep because that end date of the show and that goal date has now been removed. So. Yeah. Having a set goal after the show too, I think is important. Um, A set focus that you're working on, whatever it is to just kind of make sure you are um, like the the question said, reverse meal plan and all of that, getting your calories up, getting your body to a better spot um, because you just work so freaking hard to get to that show. And it's really, it it can be devastating to you. I mean, don't worry about what people, other people think you don't want it to be devastating to yourself that you just put in all this work, looked amazing, accomplished this goal. And then you let it go after you work so hard to achieve this, just because you don't know what to do and you don't know how to have that discipline. So having that talk ahead of time is super important. If you're an athlete, make sure that you ask your coach about what happens after the show. If you're a coach really, really emphasize talking about that afterwards. Mm -hmm. Um, But either way, honestly, post-show letdown, it's a thing and it happens to everybody like almost every show. There is that feeling.
0: There's a lose. There's a winner. There's mm -hmm. top five. There's there's a winner. Then there's two through five or two through 10. And then there's everyone else. And guess Mm -hmm. what? All of that, everyone else, as long as obviously like people go from one show to the next and they improve in certain things and you can still be proud of everything. But those people aren't winning, you know what I mean? So there is a sort of like, I think it's for this, just overall for everything that you were talking about is just managing expectations, right? So having that, so whenever I work with contest prep clients, um, we start that very early, like the, from the very beginning of their competitive, like, you know, their prep season It's like, okay, this is how long this prep ideally will be we will determine when you are about three weeks out, whether we're going to pull the trigger in that show and do it, right? Um, if you are on track throughout the whole way, then that's fine. And then I always ask clients because everyone wants to just not, oh, my program is going to end on show day. No, we're going to stick together for at least another four to eight weeks after you're done competing. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's a requirement for people who compete with me. Yeah. So that, you know, they know to what to expect. Like, yes, things will be different. Yes. You'll, you'll be slowly increasing your food. Like you said, you know, like um, understanding that, but understanding that you still have a discipline, you still have a structure to expect. You still have this both time, energy, and money and financial and, and monetary investment that you've made to this program. You know what I mean? And then from there, People like, okay, now that couple of months, are we going to go back into, you know, another show? Are you going to take some time off? Are we going to go into an improvement season? Are we going to get you ready for something else? Are you going on vacation or whatever the case may be? So I think that like managing expectations is super, super important. So people know exactly what they're getting themselves into. Um, and then they have something to hold them accountable to, um, when that time comes like, Hey, remember we had this conversation and then deliver that plan beforehand. Right. It's not like, Oh yeah, just give me a call after you're done competing. And I'll talk to you in a couple of days, any my, in my personal opinion, as a coach and as an athlete, any coach that tells you that you need to check who you're working with, Mm -hmm. because as a professional, it is our response as professionals. it, It is our responsibility to make sure these people are, and these athletes are well taken care of from the very big, very start past the end of that show process, right? Um, I just personally think is it responsible for any coach to not have something set up beforehand so that their athletes know exactly what they're getting themselves into after the show. Yeah. There's no like, hey, I'm going to wait to see what you look like after you eat all the food. Like, no, you already know what that diet looked like on peak week. There's no need to look what, no, it doesn't matter. You're going to gain some weight. You're going to hold on to some water. You're going to come down in the next couple of days. And then your caloric intake, the same way when you have a cheat meal or a refeed, you're going to go right back to your plan. So if you understand what you're doing with, you know, progression and regression and in your nutrition, you're not going to have an issue setting those numbers up.
1: Right.
0: So yeah. that's my two cents into. <laughs> <far> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I mean, managing expectations, that's it's, it's super important. Um, and expectations more so of your yourself, mm-hmm. um, not how the show is going to go, because you have okay. no idea who's going to show up. So you can't yeah, have expectations yeah. for that. But managing those expectations of yourself is really important. And the whole like, let down feeling that's not even necessarily a negative from not winning. Even if you win a show, you can have that, that let down of the show being over. There is an yeah. end of something, right? Yeah. So there is this let down feeling no matter what of, oh my God, I did it. I won. I can't believe it. But you know, now what it's over, you know, you may be riding on more of a high cause you won and sometimes it even make it a little bit worse too, because you're yeah. riding on such a high and then you wake up the next day. It's like, oh, now what? So like, and then um, what? Yeah. Um, so kind of just having that, that plan, but a lot of times coming out of a show, you know, athletes will be like, you know, I don't know if I can do this. You know, I don't know if I can stick to it, especially if they start maybe eating all these different foods or not training or anything right away, you know, just ask yourself, okay, so you did it before. Why can't you do it now? What's the difference? Exactly.
0: Yeah, You can do it.
1: You proved to yourself already that you did it. So what's the difference here, holding you back and just identifying that for yourself can help you create that discipline again, and get back on track. Um, But also understanding, like, if you do fall off after the show, you're a human being. It's okay. You know, sometimes we feel like if you fell off after the show, well, I ruined it anyway. So now I screwed up my whole reverse, my whole off scene is not even going to count. You know, because sometimes we get in that all thinking, And that's just not how it works. So, you know, you can do it, you already did it. You didn't really do as much damage as you think. You'll only do some more damage, quote unquote, if you keep it going. So just reel it back in, and you'll bounce back and be back to where you are before you even know it.
0: Yeah, no, I I completely under I completely agree with that. Uh, it's kind of the whole concept of like throwing out the baby with the bathwater.
1: Yeah, you know?
0: <laughs> it's just like it's the, the all or nothing mentality, and I think that as as a coach too, is important to kind of like watch out for athletes that you see have that, you know, mindset or are kind of trying to jump into that train of thought as to like, and just, just overall behavior patterns is just like, you know, super extreme. And then it's, everything is great. Everything is awful. It's just like, you know, it it is very, we are very overall very intense people, right? Because we choose yeah. the sport. But you it's just it. <laughs> exactly. And and it, it it takes a little bit of regulating yourself and understanding how you how you what what makes you tick and how you process and, and how you operate. And um, I think working with someone that can say like, hey you know, we've had this conversation before. I know that you, you know what I mean? Like it, it, it's just being able to to communicate how you feel uh, before, you know, you go off the deep end and go AWOL. Because a lot of clients, like, I mean, I've had clients that just like stop checking in for a few weeks yeah. and all of a sudden, and I'm reaching out, I'm reaching out. Oh, I'm really embarrassed because like I wasn't able to keep up with the program. And, and I'm like, but this is what I'm here for, mm-hmm. right? So it's like understanding that like, Yes, manage, like you said, manage your expectations as to, like, you know, what you should be, ideally what you should be doing after a show, but understand that, like, if emotionally, mentally, physically that feels, like, too hard to get through, it's okay to communicate that with your coach, and then as your coach, you know, one, maybe we can talk you through it and help you understand, and then that, that, that task doesn't seem as hard, but also maybe, like, okay, if emotionally this is just too much for you to handle right now and that says a whole other that goes down a whole other rabbit hole of like whether or not you should be competing or competing at this point in time but like okay how can we make some adjustments and some compromises so that we're getting you back into that path in a maybe kind of more of a hand-holding way that is a little bit more ideal for you right um and then go from there. It's not a one size fit all. fits all. Like, yes, we all want to make sure that you guys are healthy and that you're going about it the right way or the ideal way for you, but not not every the ideal way is not going to be the same for everybody.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. And there's, there's so many different ways and strategies to pull out of a show based on the individual. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why having a coach and the discussion with the coach ahead of time makes such a big difference because everybody's going to need something maybe a little bit different. Like, it's not like you either stick to this reverse plan exactly as it is this way and this way alone, or else that's the only way to do it. You got to kind of work with the individual because everybody's going to respond differently once they do finish their show. And that's something, you know, from a coach's perspective as a coach, I think kind of tapping into the mindset of that person ahead of time and kind of having an idea mm-hmm. how they might respond and having that, that what can be a tough conversation ahead of time can make it a lot easier. You know, if they understand that even just having that feeling after a show or getting all these cravings or things that might happen coming out of a show, if they at least know what to expect mm-hmm. in that sense, yeah. it'll help you Kind of, um, you know, avoid it a little bit or know how to manage it differently oh, too. For if, you, sure. if it's not just like all of these feelings and emotions and hunger or whatever are happening after the show and I didn't know this was coming, you at least know that it's yeah. possible that and it could be something. Navigate to it. How to work through it. Right. For mm-hmm. Sure,
0: for sure. Um, you guys, this is, I mean, I think we covered a lot of really, really good stuff. We've covered a lot of questions. Uh, This is all we have time for for today. There are a couple of questions that we didn't get to cover. So we're going to save them for our next Q&A. We'll be doing these every fourth show, like every, sorry, every third show. So, um, you know, keep your, keep your eyes peeled for just our announcements. Obviously we'll be still releasing uh, episodes every two weeks, uh, but the Q&A a constant thing that we're doing because we just want to continue to really kind of hit a over you know nail down all of the questions that you have and things that are very specific to maybe something that you are experiencing or going through um, also don't hesitate to reach out and message us in the set, at the center stage page a couple of people already did it and i kind of i directed them in the right direction i know i there are a couple of people that wanted to talk to you just about coaching and things like that so you know don't hesitate to reach out. We're always here. We're a resource, even when we're not, when, when you're not listening to us on the podcast, okay? Um, but that being said, Jess, it was a pleasure. Always great catching up. Wait. Um, I will talk to you soon. And you guys, thank you again for listening. If you have questions, if you have um, concerns, critiques, reviews, let us know. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast
1: and we will chat with you all next time. Bye, guys. Bye.